0: It's the Leafs Weekender. Yes, it's a little late. Sorry, folks. I was out doing the Taylor Swift thing, got the bracelets on and all that jazz. For these guys, it's nothing. You got one guy who works a night shift. The other guy who lives three and a half hours away from me. I'm Our still so tired right now. It is. <laughs> it is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. But it's the Leafs Weekender. We're kicking it off on a positive note. Austin Matthews is hot. The team has won two in a row. And it let's go. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, as always, it's my friend Clark Monroe and D434 Dylan Fournier here for the episode. Guys, Leafs hockey is back. The Leafs won two games. How are we feeling?
1: Well, I'll I'll start it off, Dil. Uh, One thing I'm super pumped about is we got two games under our belt, like you said. Let's just put the opponents aside for a second. They scored six goals and seven goals. Yes, one of the six was a shootout, but that's fine. They scored 12 – anyone else ever have problems adding seven and five? It just doesn't work in my head. They have 12 uh, goals in two games and then a shootout, so we'll call it 13. Uh, And we won't talk about the goals against until later. Uh, That's for uh, another topic in the show. But, um, you know, one of the biggest things that we wanted to see uh, coming into this season in our preseason episodes and our summer episodes was – Let's get this offense off on the right foot. Let's get them pumping goals in early. I want to see these guys clipping at an early rate. And that is what we have gotten as a fan base. We have gotten the offensive explosion. We're seeing guys looking great early on, putting up points uh, and getting off on the right foot. So just generally, that's what I'm most happy about is just the fact that we have seen 12 goals in two games Uh, And it doesn't look like they're going to be slowing down in the next couple weeks either. So let's just keep it going.
2: Um, Full revenge tours on the way. Uh, Austin Matthews is on full throttle right now. Um, He's just going to chase the MVP trophy, I guess, and that's about it. Um, I feel like there's just a whole new presence to the forward group. And I don't know if it's because of the grit that's in the lineup, or like maybe, maybe that's why Austin's going off. He just feels comfortable being in the lineup, he feels comfortable not having guys running him down every single game, and he can just go out there and be himself.
0: Isn't it's- that a funny thing? Hey, eh? I've said that a few times. I oh, know Mr. Austin Matthews may have wanted a guy or two to keep the old flies off, and we see it in the two games. Ryan Reeves bringing the pump for two games so far fighting. And then you got guys like Bertuzzi and Domi, not afraid to push guys around or even just throw punches with gloves on. So no. it really, uh, really works well here.
2: Well, and we saw who he gave the belt to. So I, that, I think that speaks for itself too.
0: Ryan Reeves, baby. Come on now. The Reeves effect. i said it a few times. We'll get into that here in a few minutes in the GPU. But the week that was saw the Maple Leafs take out the Montreal Canadiens in a shootout battling back twice from two goal deficits, which is something this team had a little bit of trouble with The tail end of last year. They would get down and not be able to find themselves the way out of it. They got the energy. They found their way out of it. They did it twice. They won in a shootout. Magi-Mitch getting it done with the Zoomies, and then we flip it over and we go over to the Minnesota game, and it looked like a lot of Leaf games. They were allowing Minnesota back in, but then all of a sudden they said, no, 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 hold on. We're going to put the skate blade to the throat and really just chop this thing off and get it done, which is what they did. Um, I look at both of these games and say, there's obviously room for improvement. Leaf nation don't get me wrong, but we're two games in allow things to come together. We all know the first month of the season, it's kooky dook hockey. The scores are always out of whack. Teams are trying to find their defense. You're playing against full NHL rosters. Lines are trying to gel defense. Pairings are trying to find their footing goaltenders are facing shooters that are not their own teammates that they've been facing through basically training camp and most of preseason. So now they got to get back to, you know, figuring out a Jack Hughes or figuring out a Cole Caulfield or figuring out Connor Bedard, who's coming in, who's brand new as well. So all of these things take some time to get that flow. Let's just say the flow of tree through the lineup, you know, but we got two wins, two wins in the bank. You know, we haven't got out of the gate very well the past couple of seasons. So let's take baby steps and just appreciate that we got back-to-back wins. Got Connor Bedard coming in. It's going to be exciting. Obviously, he's going to want to put a statement in the mecca of hockey here in Toronto. He's going to want to do something big. But we'll get into the week that was. What do you guys think of those two games as a whole? Obviously, sloppy defensively, but like we just said, it will tighten up. But uh, Dylan, what did you think of the two games so far? What you were able to see?
2: I mean, every lunch break that I was on, I was watching every every goal. So it was really a highlight reel for me, to be honest. So I can't say. Sometimes that's the best way to watch them. Exactly. I was, uh, there's this uh, guy at my work. He doesn't know anything about hockey. And I pull up the Ryan Reeves fight. And he's like, oh, what you got there? And I'm like, this is, this is fighting. On ice. And he's like, what? How do they do that? I'm like, I don't know. They just do it, man. <laughs> so he seemed pretty fired up. I was pretty fired up to, to watch that fight there. Uh, but um, the week that was, uh, I want to say this now. The boys always come out hot. Like Biz said on Spit and Chicklets, I expect there to be a little bit of a downfall. There is a bit of hiccups on defense and goaltending right now. I think we'll win one or two more. And I think you'll see Leafs Nation go from the very high that we're on right now, right back down to even keel. And you'll the bandwagon. They want bandwagon. You want
0: Leafs Nation lately because they're not on a high. We <laughs> don't like the two wins that we got. I've I've never seen a fan face more unhappy with two wins in my life.
2: But regardless, I I see the I see the two wins as a learning curve, especially for those. Those young guys, the uh, the bottom six there with uh, Minton, Um I, I I would like him to pot one in, but he's getting the juices flowing in the in the big league. So uh, yeah, it it was a decent week. Can't can't complain.
0: Clarky,
1: yeah yeah, similar. I I mean, great. Um, I was pleased with it. I know it's early, and you know some of the defensive play wasn't spectacular, but. I'm not worried about that really much at all um i think again the defensive group is solid uh probably one of the better groups of six that we've had as a fan base i should say not we as a we're not the running the team but one of the best six that we've uh we've seen in blue and white to start a season in a long time in my opinion uh i'm i'm pumped about how john klingberg's been playing i i haven't seen a whole lot of blemishes yet i haven't been paying A whole lot of attention just because the games have kind of been sloppy and so i'm not putting a whole lot of emphasis on watching the game for all of the defensive blemishes that we'll usually see more and more and pay more attention to as the season goes along uh but he's producing he's making plays he's taking some pressure off morgan riley and that power play you guys i am loving the look of the power play this season it's not a whole lot different but it's just different enough from last year and i'm noticing and it's been The puck movement has been great. Both units have scored goals. uh, And it's just, I feel like the power play could be one of those lethal weapons. And it it has been for a couple of years. I shouldn't say that it hasn't. Uh, It's been top two for the last two seasons. So I'm hoping to get back to that top one slot. We talked about it in one of our preseason shows that that should be a goal of theirs to get that power play to that top slot again. Uh, And I think with the way it's looking so far, I even think of one again in the Minnesota game that they didn't score on, but for two straight minutes, that first unit was out there just pumping in chances, and it looked great. They were close probably three or four times, including a cross ice one timer to Austin Matthews. It just didn't go in. John Tavares had a couple of great chances. I think Willie had a chance or two on that one. Klingberg kept the puck in. Like they were looking great. Uh, so I'm really pumped about the power play. Uh, we'll wait till the good, the bad, the ugly to talk about the goaltending. Maybe, uh, maybe a little bit. Uh, but I not not overly concerned, to be honest, either. Uh, and one thing that I will say too that uh, might be a little bit understated about these first two games is one thing that I pointed out before the season started was I think this year with the way the lineup is constructed. I'm going to think that I, I was thinking that Sheldon Keefe was going to get a little bit more creative with some adjustments that they would make in game. And we saw both games. We saw them change the lines just a little bit of a tweak, especially in that Minnesota game when they were up and they were trying to keep that lead. They took Max Domi and they put him down on that third line to make that third line a little bit different. And they put Cali Yarncroak on that second line. Yarncroak scored right away on that after that change. Not that that's the reason that he scored, but he scored right away after that change. And that line was a little bit more defensive as well. And I just think uh, we're going to see that. And one guy, and James, we talked about this on Wednesday, I'm pretty sure, uh, David Camp. I just think that they're going to be using him a little bit more. They signed him to too much money to just just plop him on the fourth line with Ryan Reeves, where they're not going to – they're probably not going to no, – I'm not saying anything bad about Ryan Reeves. Relax, James. I see your face over there. Uh but I I will say they're not going to put Ryan yeah exactly they're not going to put Ryan Reeves out when they're up two goals late in the game. That's a David Camp job. So I think they're going to have to find a way to maximize David Camp as the season goes along. But we'll get into that. I'm sure that's a that's a long term discussion we can have later in the season. Overall, first two games, loving the power play, loving the goal scoring, loving Austin Matthews. Willie looks great. Tavares looks like he's involved. The lines I'm loving just how there's two games for Tavares. Exactly. I'm loving how the lines are looking early. I like the young guys, nice and Mitten. Mitten's probably not staying too long. I'm just going to say that now. Again, another conversation for a couple weeks from now. Uh, but really, really happy with the first couple games. Very entertaining.
2: Before I send it to you, James, I want to give a shout-out to my buddy, uh, Johnny. He ended up making it to Saturday's game, and I got a text on my break. And it was after... The first period, Austin had scored two goals. And I was like, oh, the hat trick in in the second game might be on the table. And I get a text from him. He's like, Dylan, I know you got me this hat. Is it okay if I throw it on the ice? (laughs) And I'm just like, yeah, of course. And he's like, okay, love you. <laughs> have a good one. I was like, love you too, buddy. I <laughs> have a good one. And after the game, he texted me that he owed me a hat. And I'm like, dude, I gi- I gifted you that hat. You don't owe me anything. So, Johnny, you don't owe me anything. I'm glad that you got to toss the hat that I gave you
1: onto the ice. I saw a bunch of scarves getting tossed too in that first game. Yeah. So I yeah, that that's funny.
2: That's like the, I think I saw Jim Tree Living with that on.
1: Hey, well, I think it was the row. giveaway. I think they were giving them away. Yeah. Yeah, so people just threw them on the ice for the hat trick. I thought that was hilarious. That's funny.
0: So, you know, I'll say this. I'm, I'm happy that we got the two wins. And uh, the Reeves effect will be talked about here very shortly. But I agree with you. You don't put him out late. You're not looking for him to do anything foolish. Uh, but we'll talk about him in a little bit longer. But one thing that did – and, Dylan, you know my my harp on this. It's the face-off thing that really uh, – Concerned me over the first two games. That's the only thing that really concerned me. Uh, if you go I down the faceoff line, <laughs> if you go down the faceoff line for game number one, a guy you pay eleven plus million dollars to take your faceoffs on your first line, is at thirty five point two nine percent. Yeah.
1: here we go. We're getting into faceoff percentage. And
0: then David Camp again himself supposed to be your defensive center. At 38% on the dot as well. Those numbers are not great. Now, Austin Matthews did on Saturday night pick it up over the 50% mark, which is great. But he lost more, Mr. David Camp, at only 25% on the draw. So if he is counted upon as your defensive center, 25 and 38% does not cut it. And I know it's game one and two, but that is supposed to be his bread and butter. He's supposed to be a defensive center on the third or fourth line. So winning that draw is paramount because where does he usually start, guys? In the defensive zone. So that is a key metric that really does need to be ratcheted up. I know it probably will be, but those are numbers I watched a lot last year. And with my one knock against Pontus Homburg he was always below 50% on the draw and that is just something you cannot have especially in the playoffs if you're going to be a checking line center or a fourth line center that is usually starting in the defensive zone you have to be on that dot okay james it's only two games you don't have <clears> to <throat> no, no no listen <laughs> i know i i said that this is the only thing that i'm going to nitpick because that is the thing that leads directly to goals and scoring chances, yep. especially with a guy like David Camp, because you're putting him out there for that singular reason to win you that defensive draw. And most times, he wins that draw, his line, as soon as the puck goes up the ice, they go off. And the offensive line comes up. So I know we're two games in. It's the only thing I'm nitpicking because I watched it go to actual goals on the ice in these two games when those draws are not won. And for Austin Matthews, usually his draws are starting in the offensive zone. If you're clicking in at 38%, well, then if you're on a power play or you're doing whatever and you're losing those draws, you're not getting that offensive time for your line either. You're battling to get the puck back, and by that time, your shift is probably over. So you're not maximizing Austin Matthews when you lose those draws. That's my only nitpick. By the way, John Tavares, looking pretty damn good on the dot. Of course he is. going to put that out there. Same with Frazier Midden. Not through Really. Hmm.
1: One I mean, thing I will also yeah. add, if you don't mind, is... Hmm. Uh, the, now I'm trying to think of which... There was a goal scored, I'm pretty sure, and it was after that really long power play where the first unit was out there for the whole power play. And I think the line that they put out was... Was Bertuzzi with Minton... Was it Minton? Bertuzzi, Minton, and like Domi? Or Yarncroke? And I was, was like... Yeah, that's a good Franken line right there. Like a good Frankenstein line that, that like, I, you know, they haven't really had that dangerous of a line to jump out there after a power play in a, in a couple of years. They've had some decent players kind of mixed in. But also, if you look at the second power play unit, just how, like, that's a first power play unit for some teams. I'm just going to say it. For some teams, uh, Bertuzzi was a Domi yarn croak out there with Riley and Liljegren, like, that's a that's probably the best second power play unit they've had. Like they've had guys like Engvall. Enough said. Enough said. Yeah. That's all you need to know. You Engvall, drop that one I'm name and it's one. already over. It's game yeah. over. Pierre Engvall is. I'm so <laughs> happy he's going to retire a New York Islander. I'm just so so happy.
2: <laughs> I didn't realize a uh, min's height. Seven I years. He,
1: I thought he was shorter.
2: I thought oh, yeah, Fraser Frey- no, was shorter. Yeah, but no, he's 6'192. He
1: yeah, he might have had a growth spurt after he got drafted because uh, I don't think they drafted him as a <laughs> six foot two, or if he did, he was maybe six two, like one seventy or something like that. But he's yeah, you, he's grown, he's he's developed a little bit. He's uh, you would know from the good.
2: W. Yeah,
1: I've the seen, I saw him when he was younger. Uh, you know, it's it's tough because the BC teams only come out to Saskatchewan every two years, not every year. Uh, so I didn't see him. I saw him. You know, whatever the cycle would have been the first time, so he would have been very very okay, young at you that did. point. Yeah, he would have been a baby. Uh, he wasn't even draft eligible, I think, at that point. Um, Sweet, yeah. But, I mean, you, you see a kid force his way into a conversation of making the team out of camp when, you know, he probably shouldn't be in that conversation, just given yeah. his timeline and everything. Yeah. You know, that's super impressive. So I can't wait to see him for another six or seven games. But I, like I said earlier... He's not sticking around. He's just not. Like there's there's other options. He's better off in junior. He's better off at the world juniors. Um, hell yeah. What a world so junior. I, I'm looking forward be. to it. Well, exactly. And this is kind of forcing his way onto that roster as well. The longer oh, yeah. he stays, the more the better he looks in the world juniors as well. And it's just better for the Leafs overall. So uh, you know, long story short, I'm excited about the kid.
0: Oh yeah, no, he'll he'll definitely get his uh he'll get his little look here, he'll put that in his back pocket, like I said to you guys. You know, start this season when he did get the call to make this team. They'll put that in his satchel as, you know, a positive thing. And he'll carry that with him this year and really use that as motivation going into next season with the Maple Leafs. Uh, We'll talk about the week that will be. At least you have three games. So the week that will be. How this works, ladies and gentlemen, if you are new here, is we just basically look at the three teams the Toronto Maple Leafs will face and say what their record will be this week. And maybe the key thing that happens. Obviously, we know we got Chicago. We got the Florida guys. We got Panthers and Lightning Leafs going on a beautiful trip a week too early for my liking because I will be in Florida next week, you damn bastards. But anyways, the Maple Leafs had three games this week. Dylan, for the first week that will be, what are you saying for said Maple Leafs this week?
2: I'm looking right now at the team's just overall feel. Um I'm going to say two Oh and one with an overtime loss to Tampa. Something about something about Tampa. I I know that I know know that their goaltending isn't at a high right now, but most of the whole team is there as far as I'm concerned. Maybe I'm mistaken, but no, it looks like most of the team is there. So, um, They've got guys stepping up at the right opportunity in Tampa, so I'm gonna say two zero and one. Still squeaking out five out of six points, so
1: yeah, it wouldn't be bad at all. No. Uh, I'm gonna say they're gonna put a John Klingberg in the wing column, guys. That's a three. Uh
2: Ooh. that's a Dion Phaneuf. <laughs>
1: oh no, I think John Klingberg <laughs> surpassed Dion Phaneuf in popularity already. In my book, oh, okay. uh, no, I was a big Dion guy, so I'm not gonna say that, Me too. but. Um, I'm a, you know, I, I'm looking at this week. I'm looking at Peter Morazic. Uh, I'm looking at fl- a banged up Florida Panthers.
2: Is it Bob and Meta probably, or lo-
1: probably, um, I just saw. It. I'm, I'm not fully, fully sure what's going on with Florida's goaltending, like Spencer Knight, I think he's mm. back, but is he back? And then they have, uh, Anthony Stolarz. So like we might see Anthony Stolarz. So either way, Florida's banged up. They don't have Ekblad. Um, I think uh, there's I two open. or three other guys who are out. Uh, Montour, Ekblad, out, I think
2: Sam Bennett and Montour.
1: Mo- Sam Bennett. So you know what? I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I you know I just saw Minnesota, who we just the Leafs just beat. I just saw Minnesota beat Florida in their home opener. Now uh, Minnesota looked great in that game, um, but. Uh, I, you know what? I think Florida. This is this is the time to play Florida as much as possible because they are banged up. Um, and then on ta- again, Tampa Bay. It's going to be is it is it Matt Perkins? Is it pa- Parkins? I don't even know his name. Uh, or Tompkins. No, Tompkins? No, oh, that's there, that's um,
2: that's uh, Chicago.
1: Nope, that's Tampa. I just saw the guy. He's twenty nine really? years old. He made his NHL debut.
0: I thought he was drafted by. Yeah, I know who oh, you're talking yeah, about.
1: He he didn't make a start today. Yep. Yeah. Is it Tompkins? I think it's it uh, or Jonas Johansson. Uh, Jonas so Johansson. you know what? It's a great time to play Tampa too. Uh, and they're also banged up. Dylan, I will I will correct you. Steven Samkos is hurt right now. I don't know if he's I out just, for a long time. I, I don't know if he's out for a long time, but he is banged up. So you know what? It's What is it? It's on Saturday, so we're looking at six days away. Uh, he might be back. Um, exactly. But you know what? I still think that this is a matchup that I think even though tampa is not full strength that we're all going to want to watch because tampa's pissed from last year in the playoffs mm-hmm, yeah. and the leafs want and the Leafs want to show that it wasn't a fluke so i think both teams are going to come out you know it's going to be a good one That's I, why it's regardless time, it might you're right it, regardless of uh oh my my light just died come on now um regardless of health situations i mm-hmm. think that that game is going to be really good um but you know what I'm looking forward to, and this is going to lead right into your good, uh, James. I know you have to do your week, and that will be still. But Ryan Reeves, Tanner Janelle, Saturday night, it's going to happen. Something they're going to they're going to go at it. So uh, you know what, if Ryan Reeves doesn't have a fight per game by Saturday, <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> he might put, he might have two or three on Saturday alone. Uh, but He'll we'll be see. prepared. He I'm saying three wins. I think these guys are they're they're rifle in the puck right now. They're very confident, um, and you know what? I could see this team. I was talking to my my other friend Dylan, uh, oh. and he was saying I could see them going nine and zero, oh, and then I think I can't even remember who the team. Oh, Dallas until they it, like winning all the way up until they six. play Dallas six and zero, oh, and then Dallas and the Nashville. Is it six? Yeah. Oh, okay. Nine, well, there you go. So yeah. you know what? I, I I'm confident this week. I'm going to say three wins. Sorry, I, don't, I don't always go three wins. You know this. I've done this a couple of times with you guys. I don't always go three. I think they're going to go undefeated this week.
0: Well, Clark, I'm, I wasn't going to agree with you. And then listening to your reasoning and listening to Dylan's reasoning, I say 3-0 and is a very realistic thing for the Toronto Maple Leafs, especially given the fact they are going to be grilled into the ice about cleaning up their defensive play. And obviously Sam Snob will have some things to prove as well against Tampa. And probably against Connor Bedard, shut him down. We know that Joe Wool will get a game this week, which will probably be the Panthers.
2: So I definitely...
0: thought they
2: said that he was starting tomorrow. Maybe I'm mistaken on that too. Uh, I, I, got uh, that.
0: I would I
1: assume he Masters, might, but
0: what I saw from Mark Masters, Masters, Samsonov was the starter. Oh, okay. Well,
1: we'll, we'll see now, I, I, I will say I kind of like that Um it, just because uh Chicago. But it's at home. You give Sammy all three home games to start the season, all spaced out nicely. By the way, this is probably the best schedule I've seen the Leafs get to start a season in a long time. If you guys remember last year, they started three and four. Uh, or, yeah, three games and four nights last year to start the season. And then they had a back-to-back, like, two weekends in. They were, we had a they were lot bagged. of
2: back-to-backs
1: last year. They were bagged, like, early on in the season. Whereas this year, everything is nicely spaced out. They got... A day in between each game is Wednesday, Saturday, Monday, and then Thursday, Saturday on the road. Like that's, that's awesome. <laughs> like that's a great, that's a great schedule. I don't think I've seen a good a schedule. They don't have a back to back until November 10th and 11th. I was looking at the other night uh, that just hasn't happened in years. So really, really happy about that as well uh, as a fan base. I would, I would assume, but it's a great chance to get Sammy some really good starts early on. And then on the road, you probably give, Joe Wall, like two or three starts on that road trip, I would think.
0: No, I definitely fully agree with you. Just refresh my feed to make sure that I wasn't talking out of my ass. And yes, I, it, I thought I it, saw
2: That's why I said it. I wouldn't have said it if I didn't. Putting him
0: as the starter in their yeah, lineup okay. projection so far. So, I mean, that could change tomorrow. But uh, generally, when those guys put out those lines, you can pretty much go to the bank with it. So, we'll see it's what happens. Good. But That is the week that will be for the Maple Leafs three games. Two of us going 3-0, Dylan giving the Leafs a overtime loss. So we'll see who ends up being right next Sunday. I will not be here, but I'll hear these guys talk about it, and we'll see how wrong or right we were. But now we slide into the GBU, the good, the bad, the ugly, with the Maple Leafs so far this week. And the good, I don't care. It's the Reeves effect, period. End of story. And I got blown up a little bit on TikTok with a video that I made. Talking about the Reeves effect. There's so many people saying it's good. So many people saying, oh my God, you know what? You're right. So many people saying, you're out to lunch. You're crazy. This guy sucks. What are you talking about? Here's the thing yes, he plays like eight to 12 minutes a night. Cool. Guess what? In those minutes that he plays, he's effective. Lays the body, five plus hits in both games, a fight in both games, talking to the other bench. Also, by the way, both games drew a penalty against which is something I told Clark about that is going to be a Reeves effect because guys will take liberties trying to go after him to goad him into a fight. So they'll take that instigator or they'll slash him or they'll do something stupid because he pissed them off. And he's done that in spades. And the reason why Austin Matthews handed him the belt and said, hey, this is because of what you've done and the energy he brings. No, it's not just the music. Hello, Dion Phaneuf did that once upon a time too. But he also is just bringing energy. But one thing that I've really done on my videos lately is I've highlighted the fact that Ryan Reeves is a lightning rod for the media. And who does that leave alone? All of the stars and all of the problems and all of the issues. Everybody's talking about Ryan Reeves and the missed fight opportunity with Jack Guy. Oh, Jack Guy got the better of him. This, that, and the other. Oh, he fought again in Minnesota. And he's barking. He's doing this, doing that. They're not talking about Austin Matthews too much. Obviously, Austin Matthews scoring goals. But I'm saying they're not talking about it. When have you heard William Nylander's contract brought up the past couple games? You haven't. So I'm just like. May I
2: ask? Do you think it's it's because his shirt's always off in the dressing room and
0: they're just flocking to that?
2: Or
1: I would. (laughs) Man is
0: a man in there. Just give him a Leafs cape and let him be running around, but it is, it's the Reeves effect, man. What did we talk about in the opening when he skated out on the ice? He pointed and everybody lost their crap. Even Truliving in the booth couldn't help but smile. He is deflecting so much away, and this will be key. When this team does, Clark, hit that little losing slide you were talking about, or they lose a game or two, he talked about this in the summer. It will be on him to change the narrative and change the focus, and he will do that, but he's already doing that. And it's yeah. great. And it's what the Leafs need. He's basically a punching bag on the ice and off of it for yeah, the we, we've he needed this for the too
2: long. Yeah, it's it, it's it is literally we have hit the expiry date on how long we have needed this. Like it it is something that like you know, you wish you could bring back Colton Orr, but it's like uh, he's in the past. Like
1: you know, he I will say though dear, energy I, I, that I,
2: I've never expected.
1: Yeah, I will say this about like the Colton or Fraser McLaren, uh, Jay Hill era, because I feel like you know we had those guys for a while. Um, those guys, I, I'm not going to say Ryan Reeves is like a selkie candidate by any stretch. No, but, those, but they those couldn't guys, handle
2: the media. Those guys right.
1: couldn't. They couldn't play. Like True. they weren't no. good. Reeves can <laughs> they, Reeves, can, Reeves can move around out there. He can do a couple of things. Um, I mean, ask, ask Freddie Goudreau how he feels after that hit from Ryan Reeves, by the way. Uh, but, I mean, Ryan Reeves, yes, okay, we're going to see for the entire season. And you know what? Honestly, for the next three years, we're going to see uh, – I hate to use this term because I also like analytics and I appreciate what they do. We're going to see the nerds on Twitter constantly saying, oh, but his line ha- were outshot. They were outchanced. The- blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, well, like, really? Did you see everything else? Did you see the way the boys got behind him? Do you see the boys? And we talked about this on Wednesday, James. Did you see the boys getting into the scrum with Tyler Bertuzzi when Tyler Bertuzzi got in there? It's because they have this level of confidence they haven't had. And Dylan, you said it for a long time. Yeah, Uh, This is something that Ryan Reeves does. Even if he's not on the ice, He's there. He they feel him. They they build off of him. They they feel know who take a number. They'll know exactly if if something goes down. Guess guess, he's who, like, guess who's like sits who's down,
2: And he's just guess like I got watching. you.
1: Boys. This is like the big brother who's sitting upstairs in the room, and he looks out the window and he sees his little brother getting picked on. And mm-hmm. the next day, he goes out there and he smacks a kid because he's took a number. And that's exactly what Ryan Reeves does. He's he's he's, he's that not a babysitter but he's like the hall monitor he's out yeah. there just are you hey are you out of line he keeps the guys he's he's checking on people making sure they got their hall pass And if they don't he's going to smack them that's probably not what, <laughs> what <laughs> hall monitors do i don't i've never had a hall monitor <laughs> is, but, hall <laughs> i don't think kids but, are out there getting smacked in the hallway not class. In a hall pass. but but that's that's what he does and you know what james like i've, I've said this a couple times this is like the line i'm probably going to go back to all the time he might only play eight or nine minutes a night, but he's playing 50 51 on the bench all night long. And he's out there. And it, that's more important than a lot of the, the nerds who are going to say he got outshot. And again, I hate it because I, I appreciate analytics. I'm on that side of the fence, but if you're going to come at me on Twitter and I didn't get personally attacked yet, but I probably will at some point, uh, <laughs> if you're going to come at me at Twitter with, episode. with him getting first outshot, no out chance. First, yeah. 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 And whatever you want to say about it, uh, let's just look at the results. And so far, I think the results are pretty dang good about the Ryan Reeves effect.
2: I I would also love, love to say that like, I cannot believe the amount of no mercy this man has for his former teammates. Like he needs to stay on this leave squad until he retires, because I fear the day that he will be against
0: us in trying to run over our superstars.
2: Like, it is, yeah. it is terrifying.
0: Hopefully this is his last contract and he's with the Leafs. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll move on to the bad here in just a moment. But we want to talk about our friends who are not doing too bad themselves, uh, the Hockey Podcast Network, as they're partnered up with DraftKings. And you know what it is right now. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking up new customers with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game. This week, you can get $200 in instant bonus bets. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet just five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for your problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS, Licensee Partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, L.A., 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com football. Terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gambling resources. So check out our pals over at the THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network, and DraftKings. Get in there with the code THPN. Now, speaking of the bad, the bad for me, Right now has to be the well, let's just use our friend So side panda here just for a moment. His panic, the absolute yes. freak out, the panic out of everything. You just need to calm down and take a breath. Take a moment, okay? Because this Maple Leafs team will round into form. Most teams will round into form. Hello, Edmonton. I see you. You will round into form. Edmonton fans, don't worry, it's coming. But right now, the panic button, just because. I don't know why, but Leaf fans are so hurt from the last playoff run that it has spilled into this season. You know, people that I was close with on TikTok—they have gone the way of the dodo bird, and they've just expired themselves into a land of exile because it's just so wild the things that they are consistently saying. But guys, for me, the bad has to be right now—the fan base and the toxicity. It's so early. What? Where's the fun? We just started. Let's enjoy this. Austin Matthews is on an absolute heater. William Nylander looks like a world beater right now, driving the net. Hello, something someone said he doesn't do. By the way, calling him a marshmallow. So he's doing all the right things. Callie Yarncroft scoring, still taking heat. TJ Brody trips over the blue line in the offensive zone, and everybody loses their minds. Just calm down. Yeah, Like I said, my litmus test, give it 10 games. If they're still allowing six or seven goals in 10 games, then we got a problem. Then we got a problem because obviously it should tighten up a little bit by then. You should start to see it just teeter down a little bit as you go along and things come together. But am I out to lunch here? Is the bad with the fan base? That's just got to stop for a minute here. Just enjoy the first week of the damn season.
2: Everybody um, lives in fear nowadays. I, th- I think the anxiety of last year's playoffs always just glooms over. You see it every year, too. And it's it's not just this year. Like
0: I got to get a cup of this beer, I guess, because, man, I guess I'm too- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just, know, I mean, was wondering what you were looking I'm around for. want <laughs> to grab me a glass of the negativity so I can join in the fun. But,
2: jeez, no,
0: don't do it. Don't, don't do,
2: do it. it. Don't go to the dark side.
0: I said, man, no. I'm. I'm no, about to be like know, our sponsor, Boxing Rock, and throw some fisticuffs. Let's go! Oh, get nice. into it! That but sounds- you know
1: what, James? I totally agree. And and uh, you know, just to pull back the curtain a little bit, uh, that was a big reason why my, for myself, uh, yep. as you guys both know. But I, I got myself off TikTok, for example. Uh, you know, even even positive videos that I was putting out were getting just the worst comments, comments. on there. And you know, I, I I I didn't put a whole lot of stock into comments all the time, but over time, you kind of just get exhausted. You kind of get burnt out by it a little bit. And for me, it was it was kind of seeping into my personal life and and causing some negativity uh, out there as well in the in the real world. Uh, just so you know, for me, it would that fan base thing has been brewing for a while. It's not new um, to me. I think this is a this is a three or four year thing and maybe I'm just noticing it more now in the last three or four years, but uh, I think it's maybe even goes back a little bit further than that. I think the patience with this team ran out shortly after the Washington series probably started, this probably started way back in the Columbus series era uh, where this team blew it against Columbus. uh, And then, you know, just from there, I think that's kind of where it all started. Uh, There's a sense of, there's a sense of kind of false hope out there. There's a sense of it's never going to happen. So why are we getting excited? There's a sense of um, this team hasn't shown that they can do it, so they can't. Uh, there's a whole lot of Yet that going on. Those are also
2: the same fans that are like, oh, this is going to be our year. So I don't, it like, changes, I don't, they're contradicting minute minute. themselves. Like, it, Like. I feel like this fan base, at the snap of a finger, is ready to riot in the streets of Toronto. Yeah. And it it sounds brutal, but that's mainly a reason why I do not go to like the tailgate (laughs) as much. Like, yeah. And it's a little bit. It's okay, Dylan. I'm
1: coming in April. I'll be your bodyguard. I'll be your bodyguard this year.
2: But, but Um, it's, it's true. It's brutal, man. Like, if, if one bad game happens like you see jerseys being lit on fire i know that's several different it's it's not even
1: games at this point though dylan which is the most exciting part it's it's plays it's individual plays it's the tj brody falling down and then all of a sudden he's bad it's it's like the the snap judgments on things are just so tiring it's like guys like it's like you may
2: the coach makes a wrong wrong decision and it's like oh let's let's fire Keith now like it's Everybody's yeah, Kate. Okay. here to say have to hat.
1: Absolutely, and Dylan, you nailed it. It's remember last year near the end of the season, it was, there was a practice line set that got tweeted out and like they had I don't even remember what it was because it was late in the season, there was guys calling up and calling down. And the lines, I, the the comments on the lines were this is a fireable offense. It was a practice. <laughs> they didn't even they didn't even yeah, use the man. lines in the game. They changed the lines for the game. They just did it in one practice, and they're like, this is fireable. Oh, you know what? It was Kerfoot in the top six at the end of the year, and yeah. everyone's like, this is fireable. It's like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. You guys yeah. are all just dumb. Uh, so anyways, you know what? Social media sometimes uh, I think we all have to maybe learn a bit um, and just check out a little bit more than we probably are used I, to. I've, yeah. I've been doing it for a couple months now, and, guys, i got to be honest. I'm a lot happier. Just not not being as deep in it as I was. Trying to take a step back. Check. You know, looking for what you want to see and like the lines and stuff. Because you know the the trade, the news, all that stuff. You still want to keep it in touch with that. But getting yourself out of comment sections has been.
2: Yeah. Checking. No. I. I would. Uh, I don't know if I said this already, but like it, some of the most brutal comments I have ever received have been on my most positive videos, and it's like. Yeah. And it's just attacking me for no apparent reason. So it's it get it gets to you personally. And I know that we've had several people in our TikTok little group that have said that it's tough and they need breaks. Like it, it is it is hard and it's it's brutal. So yeah, uh, uh, stop taking everything so seriously, everybody. Stop being yeah. a what is it? what is the generation gen X is, is that who takes everything? Anyways, stop
0: being a goddamn pessimistic Pete because Pete, we miss you. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Where's Pete.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Listen, uh, by the way, I want to do a quick shout out to Pete. Actually those beautiful videos you're seeing of me and Clark being cut up from last episode, that is Pete just learning a new system and kind of in behind the scenes being our version of Jesse Blake, putting things together and, you know, producing the clips. So, pessimistic producer pete i mean that's a whole lot of pps but that's okay triple p baby Triple. We'll get, it, we'll get it done but uh wanted to shut him out listen the gbu usually we slide in something ugly where we just talked about what we talked about there is no ugly this week there's no ugly it's two games just pump the brakes okay we we'll to talk about yeah. something ugly okay fine we talked about the face-offs already it's done over with we'll pick out something ugly for the next one but that's the gbu that's the good the bad the ugly we do it every single week make it easy this week Um, off the glass is usually just a topic each that everybody brings to the table. It's the first week for me. All I'm going to say for my topic here is let's just talk about what Dilly wants to talk about off the hop guys. Let's just big up Austin Matthews who came into this and just went and showed his maple leaf chest and said, listen, I'm feeling healthy. I'm feeling good. I'm scoring goals. I'm looking like the guy two seasons ago who absolutely lit the league on fire. And I'll say this, Clark, because I said it to you, and Dylan, I said it to you last year too. Tell me now that there was not something hampering Austin Matthews all of last season.
2: 100%, 100% couldn't agree, but there are also a few factors that could be helping, like the Ryan Reeves effect. We We talked about it. I also want to shout out Chris for Versteek. I think he talked on, I forget whose show he, hey, he was. JD Bunkus's show. Yeah. And he made
0: JD Bunkus just ears perk right up when he said what he said. Yes.
2: When Matthews is on, there is no stopping him. And it is utterly true. There is something about this man's aura that is unstoppable. Like that wraparound, who tries a backhand wraparound? I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't try that. I know I'm not the best hockey player, but
1: yeah, I think I, was gonna say. I, th-
2: <laughs> I think 98 of the guys in the league wouldn't try it. I'm going to no, be
0: no. Listen, I fully agree with you with Austin Matthews, full of piss and vinegar. But the thing for me is, look at the exit velocity off his stick for the oh, releases. It is way different than it was last year. Tell me I'm wrong. But the there's snap power is there again. There's got to yeah. be some chip on his shoulder. Like
2: he he's out here to prove that. Like you know. You know, video Connor right. might have, Connor might have had the trophy last year, but hold my beer this That's year, Connor. Said, I'm yeah. gonna take it again. <laughs> I was yeah, but Austin Matthews ain't
1: drinking no beer. He's probably got some protein shake or something. He's got he's him, probably
2: got a bubble hold my, at least.
1: Yeah. A whole, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, James, I, I think I think on this show a couple of years ago when he was on that torrid pace of sixty whatever goals he ended up getting, sixty-two. Nope. Um he, he I called him a him. robot. So many times hmm. that season, I'm like, this guy's just a robot. He's a machine. He he doesn't look normal. I mean, and, and you gotta be remembered too, Dylan. Like there's something about him. He is also like 6'3, like 225. Like he's built. He's built. <laughs> but and, uh, I've met him, and, I know. <laughs> and like 25 pounds of that is in his wrists. Like the guy has a bomb for a yeah. wrist shot. Like <laughs> yeah. uh, like he, he's just built differently than so many different players. And you don't often see there's a few of them out there, but you don't often see guys of his size uh, as strong in the puck as he is as quick as he is as good with his stick as he is and as good with his hands as he is like he's got such a deadly lethal combination of skill uh, that you just don't see very many guys having like Leon Dreisaitl probably has a similar skill set and size Evgeny Malkin has a similar skill set and size um I would also
2: like to say I think Matthew Nyes is really following in his footsteps oh sign- yeah Oh, yeah. No, Austin, Yeah, he's
1: he's looked really good. He showed some really good signs. Really good defensive player. I think he's going to be a really nice defensive player growing as he grows and develops. Uh, But again, can't say enough good things about Matthews. And 100% there was something wrong with him last year. Um, Because even, you know, last year, how many times did we say, uh, oh, you know what? That's not a one timer that he often misses. Or he usually picks that corner. He, like, he usually picks that corner or whatever. He usually beats the goalie on that last year. Um, this year, I mean, it's 70 out of the question. I don't want to get too cocky. but uh, <laughs> um, I, listen, I think you I think saw what McDavid
0: did last year and says, I'll raise you a beard. Speaking of raising, by the way, I'm the, the word of Austin Matthews, the Maple Leafs must have hired someone new to run their Twitter account because they are on fire. They use the... Um, He's not human, lady. From the airplane that got all the flack for, point out Austin Matthews' goals. They put it there, and everybody was like, "Oh my god!" Because she said that person's not human, and they put that. They said in response to Matthews, and they put a picture. And
1: they used a Breaking Bad reference. They put um, Breaking Bad season four, episode like three or four or five or something, and then they put a specific timestamp. And if you go to that timestamp. The quote that is being used at that very moment is somebody cooked here. And that was Austin Matthews jumping into the glass after a goal or something. And the quote is yeah. somebody cooked here. Like as if like you let him cook, let him cook. Yeah. He's cooking. Damn. Like I, they, I Whoever it you. is, James, yeah. they, they did some research in the summer. They got some material and I can't wait to see what else they come up with. Well, man, uh, the,
0: the social team looks great. And especially yeah. with
1: yeah. the good. Can I ask yeah, you
2: guys one thing? I noticed something about his, I I don't want to say undergarments because it's not his <laughs> undergarments is it. It's his. Well, what are you, you talking he?
1: about here, Dill? It's on his <laughs> wrist.
2: So in the picture oh, yeah. with the belt, there's, it's not normally I, like I have uh, them. They're like plastic in the, in these little cuffs, but he has like what almost looks like what some medieval guys would wear. But I know it's not that it's like mesh types of probably
1: kevlar probably kevlar yeah. so- which is like bulletproof vest essentially material and what that does is it's a little bit more flexible than like a plastic, which of course, yes. a lot of wrist guards, a lot of guys don't wear wrist guards because they're that hard plastic and you can't and it really would prevent you from doing everything. You, you know, get that. Kevlar is a little bit more flexible. So it's probably, and lighter probably as well. So you, you have a little bit more maneuverability with that. And I think knowing Austin Matthews, like I've heard some stories about how he constantly changes out his gloves because he likes dry gloves. I can't imagine he would want any restrictions True. on his wrists whatsoever. So I think True. that's probably what it was.
0: Yeah, oh, I, was, I was just thinking that. That's all unless of he's it. unless it's he's practicing. wearing like wrist
1: weights during the game, just working out his wrists during the game. I don't know. Could could be. Just <laughs> hung out
0: with Bedsy all summer, and you know, just doing one-handed <laughs> yeah. shots. So, so with one one and four forearms, like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing
1: I will want, to, if I can point out one thing off the glass, James. You kind of mentioned it in our pre-show chat, but. Uh, They did change the goal song after a lot of conversation on Twitter. Yeah. Um, Now, basically what I heard, and Nick Alberga tweeted this out, at the Golden Muzzy, uh, speaking of mustaches, Nick Alberga. Hello. Uh, But uh, basically, essentially, now I will say, if we can all give a a little bit of a standing ovation to our friend, Hockey Illuminati, that's Frank. Frank on TikTok and Instagram, if you don't follow Hockey Illuminati, he is wonderful. He's a great dude. Um, but he put out a video and I don't know if this circulated enough, but I saw it going out quite a, like a lot of different places. I saw it a few times. So I know it, I know it got around and he basically said, I'm really surprised that a woke organization like MLSE would choose pursuit of happiness as a goal song, considering a good chunk of it is about drug use and drunk, drunk driving just so happens a couple of days later, they switched the song. Uh, to dupe 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 which is it's a solid goal song I've heard a lot of junior teams use it over the years I don't think an NHL team has ever used it it's big over in Europe as well so I know about European teams use it or like world junior teams I've heard them use it in the past uh, so it's a very safe song there's a lot of crowd engagement in it and I honestly kind of think it's better than the pursuit yeah. of happiness one I didn't mind the pursuit of happiness one but Uh, I was kind of I giggled a little bit when I saw Nick's tweet about the fact that they changed it because somebody complained that it glorified drunk driving. It's like, okay, we complained as like the good chunk of the fan base complained about you make my dreams come true for five seasons and one person said something about the game or the goal song after one yeah. game and they changed it like wh- who did you have to talk to why didn't we just figure this out five years ago but i i kind of like it now they're gonna probably do other songs they're there'll be, be another one we'll tomorrow
0: for the next gen game so
1: oh it's tomorrow next gen game
0: i do believe they were practicing in their black uh attire this yeah morning,
1: so i saw that but i thought obviously something has to and come Yeah, yeah. I hope they do. I love those You know I love those black jerseys.
0: Well, the Bedard show coming to town would be a good way to do it. young guy coming to the league really could pump that up. But, yeah, about the goal song, there's going to be about four or five different iterations this season for original six, for throwback Thursdays, uh, for regular games, for another reason, and then one other reason around the All-Star game, there'll be another song. And I think what they'll do by the end of the season whatever one has the strongest fan reaction will probably be the one they run with, I would assume. Or I already, I they already do what does and do individual damn goal songs. Nah,
1: they're not doing that this year. They might next year, but they aren't. Now, one thing I will say is, uh, I you know what? After I was watching the Minnesota game pretty closely and I saw they did a bunch of crowd shots as the game went on after goals, and I saw people trying to get into the song. Yeah. It's like I saw people trying to clap along or you know, whatever, or role, yeah. I saw the one, I saw two or three people going, Hey, 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 when they were doing that part. So like, now here's the thing I will say, I'm a former game day operations guy myself. I picked goal songs for three years uh, with the Regina Pats and two years before that. Uh, and I was a very, I, I picked EDM song because I wanted people to kind of clap along or have a sense of joy or dance. Like they want to get up and dance. That's kind of what I wanted after a goal. Uh, and I think the, the dupe, dupe, dupe song does that. It, it checks all the boxes. It's it's older and it's been used. But at the same time, you know what? I think it's a good one overall. And uh, let's stop talking about goal songs for a while. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's it right there. Okay, we'll slide into the boxing rock. Bearded blue warrior. Dylan's the only one with an intact beard. Means he didn't cheer hard enough in the playoffs. Um, just I didn't have time to. Um. All right, let's do this one quick. Let's wrap this one up, put a bow on it. For me, my boxing rock, clear to blue warrior this week is Connor Bernard. and I say that because young guy coming in the league, all the cameras on him, everything on him. He's still having fun with fans. You see the interaction with the Montreal fan who asked him to sign his jersey. Oh no, I can't sign a Montreal jersey. Having fun with them. He's taking everything in stride. He's got a goal and an assist. He's you know got the uh, the, the stummy ticks from Mister uh, Brad Marchand. He got the nice words from the referee talking about how you're gonna have a great career. Went head to head with Crosby and got burned on the dot. And he was talking about how good Crosby was. He's taking everything in stride, all the media, everything in the NHL, putting him on the Pat McAfee show during a game day. Usually guys don't do that kind of media during a game day, you know. But he went on that show and you know talked about hockey, put it back into a bigger sphere with a guy like Pat McAfee. So for me, it's Connor Bedard. Thank you very much for growing the game, you know, coming into the game. You're basically taking everything in stride. I like the way you did it. So he's my bearded blue warrior this week, coming in, young guy, taking the league by storm, but also taking it all in stride and basically not faltering. I love it.
2: Clarkie, you know mine, so you go first.
1: Yeah, I'm going to – now here's the thing. I didn't. I wasn't thinking outside of the Leafs, so now I have to, you know, broaden my scope. Oh. uh but I'm not going to, I'm going to go right back to the Leafs. I'm going to say uh, Noah Gregor. I really liked mm. his week this week. It's a couple games. He scored the first goal of the season for the team. He showed that he has exactly what they need on that fourth line. I think him and David Camp have something special going together. I think they will be a really solid shutdown pair. And then you put like a Yarn Croaks or maybe a Matthew Nyes with them in certain situations. Uh, but I really like how Noah Gregor earned himself a contract, which I think is worthy of a bearded blue warrior in itself. Uh, and then on top of that he's looked really really good in his first couple of games so he's mine
2: well we all talked about him today so ryan reeves is my guy he brought the boom when he needed to he he brought the blood sweat and tears and he had no mercy for his former team in minnesota so he gets my bearded blue warrior right, one more. i'll
1: say if i can just add one more really quick austin matthews and not for the goals not for the spectacular goal celebrations or anything else that he did but after he got player of the game last game he saw saw a kid in the crowd from mexico with a sign that said he was from mexico matthews has mexican heritage went over threw the stick over the glass and pointed at the kid and waited there until the guy who grabbed the stick gave the stick to the kid i think that's a badass move that's the ryan reeves effect right there
0: hell yeah And the last one I want to do, I'll do it for Pete, who's not here to kick off the Leafs weekend or this year, but uh, I want to do one for the Snow family. Obviously uh, an emotional week for them, dropping the puck, Um, you know, remembering their husband, their dad, their friend, their father, um, you know, general manager, friend in hockey, however you want to classify them. Um, You know, Chris Snow has touched every single person on this podcast with his story um, and many people around the world obviously giving them strength, courage to face what they are facing every single day. So it wouldn't feel right to uh, to not add a fourth one here with Pete not being here. So I will say and I know he would have picked this one. So Chris Snow and the Snow family, uh, again, our thoughts are with you, but obviously uh, you earn uh, definitely well-deserved Bearded Blue Warrior for everything the Snow family has gone through. And, again, Chris Snow for helping people even not. Well, not being here anymore. Obviously, uh, the organ donation is amazing, but what he did to further the research in his trials and everything like that will go on to save and, and prevent and help many people throughout their lives. So my other bearded blue warrior goes to the Snow family. Hell yeah. Well, Leafs Nation, we're wrapping her up here. It's a late one, but it's the least weekend. It'll be up and in your ears tomorrow. But guess what? We'll be back in your ears next week, of course, on Wednesday and Sunday and keeping her rolling all season long. So thanks for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe. Follow along to Clark Monroe over on Twitter. Follow D434 over on the old YouTube machine and YouTube machine for D4 sports cards. But, hey, you know what? This is right here. This is Offside Hockey Talk. Or the Maple Leafs and hockey. Well, they come to talk. Cheers. (laughs)